Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to episode four of the Debrief Podcast. I'm Airman Jantz, and I'm here with the 97th Air Mobility Wing Command Team, Colonel Baker and Chief Flores. And we have a special guest this week, Chief Kerry Thompson from our very own Security Forces Squadron here. Uh, welcome, Chief. Cool. Thanks for the invite, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Team uh, Defenders. Yeah, let's Game on. Defenders, let's go. That's what uh, I hear. Yeah, yeah let's go. This is how it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, command team, uh, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? We're great. We we're just talking about before we came on. It's police week. Yeah, it's cool. a perfect week yep. to have Chief Thompson with us. But we're excited. Yeah, you guys kicked off this morning with a ruck march. How far was it, sir? 6.2 miles, something like that. 6.2 miles of hurt. Roger yeah. that, sir. Yeah, you were moving yeah. fast. Yeah. A lot of your team was moving fast, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of guys just ran just ran the whole thing. But we were out there together uh, at the at the opening ceremony mm-hmm. and the kickoff. It was really yeah. nice. It was a great way. It, that's a great way to start a week. Absolutely. Yeah. I was uh, my first career field in the Air Force, and I think I mentioned it previously, my heart will always be as a defender. Some of the best times and some of maybe not so good times have happened mm-hmm. as a cop. But like you said this morning, sir, they got to watch. Um, yeah. They're the first line, and a lot of the times the last line of defense as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times so, the only line of defense. Yeah. So I think we get giddy every time we're on our, our, our Defender Nation. Yeah, we do. And <laughs> I was telling them, you know, I really have a special place in my heart, too. I mean, you've lived it. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of leading defenders with a Defender Flight mm-hmm. and Squadron Command, and it was just really formative. I, mm-hmm. I will always have that profound respect mm-hmm. for the defenders. and what y'all are able to do, what you bring to the fight. It's oh, awesome. You guys hit me in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> you we guys got hit you. me in the heart. Yeah, you got me good. I'm supposed to be the hard, tough uh, cop chief. But like, man, that's, I'm so appreciative. Like, uh, especially for you guys. I don't think you guys understand how much it means when you all show up. At, I mean, y'all go out and about and y'all show up everywhere. And I don't think you guys understand how much it means to those guys to see y'all like that, man. So just for me to you guys, appreciate that. Well, appreciate cops don't give, they don't give compliments uh, lightheartedly. Nah, so that means, yeah, he doesn't know how much that means to us to hear yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, appreciate that. And, and yeah, we absolutely mean it. And mm-hmm. yeah, defenders, you know, we talk about this all the time but the defender community is tight oh, yeah. you know they're not yeah. there's no freebies to gain trust with a defender unit no it's no. um no, I, it, it's it's serious business and no. for a good reason but yeah. they're awesome i think y'all hit the ground running too i believe uh man i can't remember what it was but it was like change of command here you guys come week one they were out on the mid shift like i think it was like midnight 30 or something like that you guys went out there and uh i think it was the first month well, yeah. yeah yeah made it, it like, made her way out there and got mm-hmm. to see them in action yeah. which today they had the berets on Hey. By the way, how awesome hey. was that? Yeah. They look, they yeah. look sharp, yeah. didn't yeah. they? Oh, they look great. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed walking up a formation of defenders with berets on. Yeah. And not only you sold it out, I pulled in the parking lot and they were all sitting out there gathered up. And I looked, at them, I was like, you know what? They've all got a beret, like because everybody's wearing the uh, the uh, tactical hats now and stuff. So yeah, it was good to see, you know, in that type of formation that those guys had that thing. Like I love it, the blue beret. Yeah. It was definitely inspiring. It was. Yeah. You wear yours all the time. All the time, sir. Like. Yeah. Uh, Number one, my head too big for a tactical cap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> number two, uh, my wife. They make extra lower uh, sizes. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, but my wife, she uh, she was a security forces augmentee, and I think that's what sold her on me. She liked the beret, so mm-hmm. like, I could never give it up. Yeah, we call it Defender Sundays when I get to form it and yeah. you know put it on and get it all shaved up. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, we talked about that this morning. The yeah. pride in your. Yeah. You can have a pizza. Pizza Bray, like a <laughs> Chef Boy RD. Chef Boy RD one, or yeah. you can have a security forces. Yeah. Uh, minted yeah. cap i mean beret so uh, yeah. definitely got one of the best ones here there's a lot of heritage mm-hmm. in that it is like the i mean back in uh 
I originally came in in 95, but uh, in 97, the uh, career fields merged. And uh, as you see the beret right now, it's got a, a defensive fortress flash on it. There's mm -hmm. defenders of the force that they say. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it was meant to distinguish us. Prior to that, it was uh, the air police, security, mm -hmm. not security police, but air police. And they had a white helmet to distinguish those guys from everybody yeah. else. So it's, it's meant to distinguish you from the crowds, you know. I know yeah. some of you said when you put a kit on, you can see the guns and you can tell, but yeah. like in a crowd when everybody's going crazy, they can really identify yeah. what that beret is and what you can do for them. So. Yeah, I, I, I like it. It looks cool. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's clear. I mean, mm -hmm. you see him, it looks like a defender. So it's, a, it's a great morning. It's a great way to start yeah. the week. Yeah. Was your week good, Jeremy Jans? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great weekend, great weather. Holy cow. I can't I can't complain about, you know, only, only the win, only the win. But other than that, Gorgeous weather, playing hockey, um, is and playoff hockey right now. That's going on. Shout out my hockey fans. Appreciate you. Uh, we're we're few in Oklahoma, so. Uh, but yeah, it, it was great. No complaints. And then today, easy day. Top it off with a podcast. You, know? you thought 106 degree temperatures was a great weather? Yeah, it's fine by me. It's sunny. Interesting. Better, better than uh, and... better than below freezing and a you know negative 20 wind chill. That's fair. I'll take That's fair. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, hey, Chief Thompson, you mentioned you joined in '95, correct? Yes, sir. I I want to kind of get a little bit of your background on why you joined. Oh, wow, man. Um, so, yeah, originally 95, I'm originally from uh, Ouachita County, Arkansas. And uh, just like a lot of people that have their own stories about, you know, opportunities and all that, truth be told, I was chasing a girl. <laughs> like, man, she, uh, she had this girl I was, she was telling me about, she originally, like, uh, was about to go into the Air Force, and I was like, what is this Air Force thing? And so she really hit me to it. And, uh, you know, I've got an identical twin brother, too, so I started talking to him about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, man, I want to fly. I was like, Okay, that's cool, but like, hey, let's 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 hit it off. But uh, yeah, I was uh, you know, just peers in high school talking about it, and then speaking with my brother was a big uh, big influence in my life. Uh, yeah, it was like let's let's go for it. You know? Well, y'all, we we had mm -hmm. to, we got to meet his brother mm -hmm. um, last month right. for some mm -hmm. professional development and mm -hmm. some uh, interaction that y'all were having with the defenders, some leadership perspective stuff, mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. I got the sense that y'all are really tight. Oh man, yeah, we are like. Uh, Man, I mean, identical twins, like we share the same room until we're 17 years old. And, um, man, I, I get to thinking about it. And it's like uh, about uh, maybe four or five years ago, I had an opportunity to purchase some land out about where he lives to, like, actually, like, go back and live with him. So, man, it's just so exciting to think that I'll be able to, you know, <laughs> live with him again. Man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, like, we're uh, peas in a pod. I mean, when he came down. He actually stayed in my trailer. I was like, hey, man, we can go get a lodging room. But uh, right now I'm living in uh, in fam camp as I transition for PCS. And I have a 26-foot travel trailer. And uh, he yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to stay in the trailer. I was like, man. No problem. Y'all be... did it for yeah. 17 years? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, we're, yes, sir. We are, um, yeah, we are, <laughs> we are like, locked in with each other. Y'all grow up in a small town in mm. Arkansas? Yeah, Washtenaw County. It was an unincorporated town. Like, so. Yeah. Um, the, the, the city we're actually from in that county is called Camden and it's about, uh, maybe 9,000 people or so, nine to 12,000 people, depending on who's taking count. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we grew up same town the whole time, never moved, you know, stayed in the same house from, man, I don't know, since we was like maybe 10 years old, you know, so even when we go back, you know, we're in the same house, you know, so. 
Family yeah. still there. Yeah, mom, dad still in the house. Got a sister. She lives in the same town. All my uncles and aunties are all down there. So yeah, uh, I don't. They like, listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah, they're gonna. Hey, they this won't. One. Gonna yeah, yeah, they're gonna get this one. Believe it. Yeah, it's gonna probably. Be, like the funny thing about it is that, like you know, because two identical twins from a small community like that to go do the Air Force. The funny thing about it is that, like, when we go back home, everybody knows it. You know, mm -hmm. so because it's so small, so. Like this might end up on dog on like uh, the, the the radio station one hundred four point five out there, you know, that they thing played over and over again. But yeah, yeah so you, know, love it. you mentioned they're tight. Uh, I had a couple conversations with Colonel yeah. Thompson, yep. mm -hmm. and I told him like I think it's so cool that Chief Thompson has a uh, Colonel brother, and he said, uh, I actually think the opposite. I think it's so cool that I have a Chief brother yeah. on the other yeah. side. So I see a lot of admiration there. It's pretty yeah. cool to see. Absolutely. What kind of stuff y'all get into growing up? <laughs> you would ask something like yeah, that when Colonel see B. See if there's like, any dirt out there. Oh right? man, the dead bodies are still buried, sir. Like so. Um, <laughs> no, we uh man, just saying like we're athletes. We you know small town. We ran track, played football. Mm -hmm. Like um, I mean, of course we did the twin thing when people didn't understand identical twin stuff. Like switching classes, trying to you know have teachers out there like yo, which one are you, Carrie or Gary? You know, um, and then, uh, you know, and uh, nothing insane. And I think I want to put on a podcast, but mm -hmm. uh, like, let's just say we had our fair share that had to where our parents had to rein us in saying like, hey, you two cats, y'all got to cut this off. Like, y'all got to cut it out. You know, so I bet yeah, same stuff. Well, it sounds like y'all had we've talked about in our very first podcast. We talked about sports growing up and mm -hmm. it was really influential in my life. Yeah. It, it absolutely instilled some things and set some passing conditions that yeah. I, I'm convinced in my path. My path, I would not have been successful without yeah. it. But what sports you play? I play baseball, football, mm -hmm. wrestling. Jeez, so you're busy the whole bit year. Everything, a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wrestling. Yeah, mm. yeah. Come on, do some combatives with the with the defenders. I keep. When, yeah, as soon as y'all get them, get them yeah. back out there. I'm I'm all in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Y'all y'all grew up. What about you? Sports, you too. I played sports later in my life. Mm. Uh, I played eighth grade. I played football and basketball. Mm. Um, basketball? It's actually pretty good for yeah. being 5'7". <laughs> uh, but got older and really, I'm the guy that hustles. Mm. So that's why long distance running yeah. uh, became the perfect sport for me. Mm. I mean, I'm willing to suffer mm. and low and, I mean, uh, being slow, that's the perfect uh he is not Opportunity slow. Not at all. You know that. Like, not at all. Yeah, I was out on the track one day on a Sunday. I was like, okay, this is going to be my long day. I'm doing four miles. And I think he lapped me about like six times when I was trying to do four <laughs> miles. Like, man, this sucks so bad. Yeah, but, no. Didn't even say hi or anything. Just kept running. So, like, focus. I waved a couple of times. Yeah. So he's debriefing right now. So yeah. 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 I apologize. Chief. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> so you did some sports. Mm -hmm. And do you think that helped you in your path to the Air Force? I do. Like, it made it. I was just having this conversation. It's crazy you asked that. I was just having this conversation with my commander about it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, then, like, it seemed like for certain career fields, they recruited that type of person. The person that, you know, were, were used to the suffering, as you say, Chief, and, you know, the person that was, like, fine with teams. And, yeah, I think it, no kidding, when I got into basic training, it wasn't, it wasn't that difficult physically for me, you know? Um, yeah, I really, and especially when I got into security forces, it was uh, something that I was glad that I went through, you know, mm -hmm. prior to, you know, because you saw people struggle through different things that probably wouldn't have struggled through if they had, you know, went those sort did those sorts of things, you know. Yeah. So I know it did. Yeah. So for somebody who was chasing a girl when you joined <laughs> I <knew> I <laughs> <laughs> and going into security forces, what made you stay in and ultimately be be a lifer, you know? Wow. Lifer. 
man, that's so final, right? Um, well, actually, I, I didn't have that sort of, uh, you know, I didn't have that sort of idea to stay in as a lifer. I actually separated. You know, I was in it about uh, eight and a half years. I was a staff sergeant. You know, uh, it was height of OEF, OIF. As you know, deployments were through the roof. And, you know, security forces, I was trying to decide what I wanted to do in my life. So I actually uh, separated. I went in the reserves. I retrained. I was a comm troop in uh, reserves up in Niagara Falls Air Reserve Station. And uh, but it just, you know, that defender was in me, you know, it was uh, I was a little long in the tooth at that point. And, um, you know, I, ha I had some people say some choice words to me about like what not to do and come because I was a prior defender, you know, so uh, rubbed me a little wrong way. It pushed me back into this. And uh, so I really wanted to like after I came back in, I said, you know what? All right, I'll come back in active duty as security force. And I became a military working dog. Handler. And I was like. You can't beat it. I mean, yeah. you got a dog with you every day. Like, I mean, you never have a bad day when you can just like, you know, grab your dog and just walk, you know? Yep. So, yeah. And after I did that, I just, I was all in at that point, you know, I had seen it, you know, I was active duty for a while. I was able to get out and I saw the civilian side, you know, as a reservist, but you're really, you know, I was a traditional reservist. So, you know, one week a month type thing. And yeah, when I saw the, you know, on the outside, like just the civilian sector, I wasn't ready for it. You know, I, I wasn't ready for it, you know? Um, so when I came back in, I told myself, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it the right way. Let's go. You know, and yeah, and I was all him in, and um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, and then when I came back in, I just saw, uh, you know, I had a couple of goals that I set. I said I want to be a uh, security forces flight chief. I want to be a, a master sergeant, you know, because I had a master sergeant that was really influential in my career, and I said I want to do that. I want to be able to, you know, take these troops. I want to be able to like show these troops a credible leader. I want, you know, and uh, all because of that one master sergeant, and uh, you know, uh, God rest his soul, uh, Gregory Turgeon, he uh, passed about. We kept up for a while, but he passed about maybe five years ago. Yeah, mm. So I uh, had, a, had a pretty rough, uh, rough life after he had got out. But um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, I want to do that. And then as you progress, you start seeing like the scope of influence you can have in different type of positions. Yep. And I saw a senior master sergeant and I said, you know what? The senior master sergeant is like the flight chief of the flight chief. So I want to be that guy, you know, and, uh, you know, and I was able to hit that mark. And as I'm a senior master sergeant, I'm like, all right, cool. And then I saw a chief. And I was like, oh, man, it's like he had his name was Ben Reynolds. He had an orange aura around him. Like every time I looked at him, he had that aura. I was like, oh, man, this guy, like he commands a room when he goes in there. And like, you know, and I said, man, like if it's anything I want to do, I want to, you know, so I just saw those leaders that I kept wanting to, you know, uh, you know, model myself after, you know, and uh, it just made me continue to push. And, and here I am. right. You must have read my mind because I was literally going to ask you, you know about becoming master and then oh, yeah. senior and then chief. Yeah, yeah I saw your notes. I, I, had it, I had it there and I was like, wait, what are you talking about? That's a good cop right there. He yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he cheated a little bit, looked at your notes, self-interview notes. But uh, I'm curious if your leadership philosophy changed and how it changed as you went from master to senior to chief. No, oh, man. Um, not at all. Like, uh, it was all because I, I, I talked to you about that one flight chief I had and it was a give a damn fact that he had. And I mean, I just, man, um, I, I really believe like, if you just give a damn, like, you know, you care about the people, the people you're around, the people are the people who's going to get this done. They're the ones going to get it done. And you really got to, in your heart of heart care, you know, about their well being. Um, and so no, like, uh, it hadn't changed since then, you know, um, it was a couple of nuances like, uh, that I had to realize that like sometimes caring for them, is you have to cut them loose. You have to let them go. You have to push them out. And, you know, you have to hold them accountable for certain things, you know. I'm sorry for hitting the table. Oh, you're fine. Hey, yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what man, makes you like, special. Like, yeah, man. And, and like, uh, and I, 
if it was anything that I did a little different that I had to think about a little bit differently, it was it like, hey, I think like Speedy always say, you got to feed them the vegetables sometimes, you know, and, <laughs> and man, like holding them accountable to stuff, man. So like it was, uh, you know, of course, caring for them, but sometimes caring for them is saying like, you know what, you're messing this up, man. Like, come over here. Let's let's, let's have a frank conversation. You know what? I don't believe this is for you. For you, we got to move in a different direction, you know. So that's about the, a little bit of change I had with my philosophies. That's really cool. I think that's one of the fundamental things that sets us apart as an organization mm-hmm. is the ability to do that and mm-hmm. understand that people need different things at different times. Roger. That's something yeah. that we've talked about, I think, yeah. even on this podcast before is, you know, mm-hmm. what, what is a what does a brand new airman need? What right. type of leadership do yeah. they need versus mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's got maturity and experience under their belt? We have different yeah. levels amongst our airmen, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're hitting on some. Yeah. Some really fundamental yeah. components yeah. on on how yeah. we you know we we use the word love from time to time and how we demonstrate that love is mm. matters and it's mm. it's it's not static yeah it, it's so, very so, dynamic yeah. so I got to ask for mm. to Chief Thompson mm. I mean you you've had a lot of leadership experience a lot of airmen mm. and we both know mm. well I have a touch and go in security forces I mean you've done this business for a very long time mm. well you had a touch and go in calm apparently <laughs> yeah, I, feel, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. you've told me this before but. Yeah. I got I to gotta ask, how do you balance um, compassion with accountability even today? Man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, like my going in is always that, that first part, the compassion, you know. And I always try to think like, you know, when you say accountability, I always try to think to myself, like, how can we make more airmen accountable as, a, as opposed to holding them accountable? You know, so mm-hmm. like uh, um, I really think about like, you know what, making sure that those guys understand like, hey, you have a part to play in this. You know, like um, people are depending on you every day. And it's very simple. It's very easy for me to pass on that message because I'm so serious about it. You know, um, so I, I, I more so try to make sure that they know that they're accountable as opposed to holding them accountable. You know, so, um, you know, and it's a it's a fine it's a fine line you walk. Man, it's a fine line you walk. Um, the uh, and sometimes you get it wrong. You know, sometimes you miss. And uh, but, you know, you always you know, want to defer to that compassion piece, but man, to make sure that they understand it, like uh, you must be more accountable, you know, as opposed to me having to hold them accountable. There's time and place for it. I mm-hmm. do it. You know, we all do it. You know? yeah. But I try to, I try to push them to be more accountable as opposed to holding them. I don't know if that even answers what you're asking, but like, that's what I try to do. Yeah. So about. it certainly gets to the essence of it. And I mean, it, Really, what I took away from that is that uh, you believe in people, right? Yeah. Um, but you also believe in good order and discipline, and that's always <laughs> almost, a calculus. Now, I would dare say, if you're going to yeah. get it wrong, get it wrong on the people side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to ask at some point when this goes back to a question on previous podcasts that Chief Flores asked when you were talking about your history of service and. Mm-hmm how you joined for one reason and then you found, and I think you kind of hit it right there in the middle when you came back as a military working dog, but you got to ask your, your, your question. Hey, Jess, you ready? Oh, I got it. If you yeah. want me I want Jess to see if you took my debrief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote it down. So there's a difference between uh, the day you enlisted versus the day you joined. <laughs> uh, man, uh, yeah. And it, for me, I think Colonel Baker already said it. Like, when I came back in that second uh, time, when I was out and I came back in, I was full in. You know, I was like, uh, man, I wasn't a chicken. I was a dog on, I was the hog. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you guys. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, 
uh, that makes sense coming from Arkansas. Who? Yeah, who? <laughs> yeah like uh, you know the chicken, like they spitting out eggs, but they still rolling. But the hog is committed because they're getting slaughtered in ham and eggs. You know what I'm talking about? So, um, like I was, I was committed at that point. I don't know if any of that makes sense to you guys, but like it, it's a commitment level. And when I came back in, I was so serious about it, like yeah. um, because you know, um, as I said earlier, you know, those heights of OEF, OIF, and folks depending on you. You know, so you had to, you had to really like, you know not take this thing for granted not just it's not a game like america's business is for real and uh man like it sets you apart from a lot of different people man and uh like so yeah but the day i joined when i came back in i was committed to this thing man and i'm still committed now i'm still trying to hold up you know i saw colonel bacon on the ruck this morning like yeah. running past everybody you know no, i did not yeah you did <laughs> I did. I did. We, we yeah. held our own, I think. Yeah. Me and the LT. Me yeah, and the LT. Yeah. Colonel Baker's a sneaky, sneaky good athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Like he likes to play it off as uh, he's just one of the boys, but uh, he's he uh, hangs in there and he's usually on the higher end of uh, more, productivity. More, more sneaky than good, uh, apparently. Uh, man, like uh, I yeah. love getting out there. It's when we can, you know. That's yeah. the hey. I rucked up with the LT today. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Citadel team, team Citadel. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Sure did. It's good. So. Debrief item for you. Um, you mentioned you went to Calm, mm. and that kind of fell flat mm. for you. You were a staff sergeant then? Yes, sir. So if Chief Thompson could go mm. back with all the knowledge, growth, uh, experience, back to Calm in that uh, time and place. Mm. Do you think Chief Thompson could do well in that community? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still at the end of the day, it's people, you know. And uh, you know, I was uh, I was a little short sighted, you know. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure you guys can imagine this. Security forces NCO, I was very like, very direct with like, um, you know, the no nonsense, and you know, I didn't understand like that it's nuanced. You know, leadership is very nuanced, as you were saying, like mm -hmm. levels to it is different as a senior NCO dealing with, you know, and, and uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, I was not ready. I could tell you that right now, I wasn't ready at that time. So, um, as I sit right now, understanding that it's a different way to go about it. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd have been all over it, you know. Being cyber doing space stuff or something, I don't know. But I yeah, I think so. What do you think, sir? You think you yeah. put him in comm squadron, he'd be successful? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we could pretty much plug in anywhere mm -hmm. and I think he'd be successful because mm -hmm. I think your your mastery of the fundamentals or and and, mm -hmm. and maturity and life experience that you bring to the table right now is just kinda mm -hmm. it's it's just so evident in yeah. the conversations that we're having. I wonder it made I was thinking through when you talk about the evolution of that journey, was there, and, and this is a personal question, but we're on the podcast, but was, was there anything formative going on in your life that led to those changes? Oh man. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know how it is when you overseas, you're dealing with a lot of that stuff and, uh, man, um, you know, lost some real good friends and, you know, guys like as they transitioned out, you know, that, you know, didn't, uh, yeah, didn't uh, transition well, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it was uh, one of those things where, like, uh, I had to, you know, take a break, take a step back, you know, um, take the proverbial knee, you know, and um, yeah, so, yeah, life was, uh, yeah, life was giving me all it had, you know, and, yeah. uh, even when I was out, you know, I told you I was, uh, I was active duty for like eight and a half years before I separated, and uh, like when I got out, I got out for all the wrong reasons. I was, you know, tired, fed up. And um, so like while I was out for those two years, didn't have a job. I was, uh, no kidding, man. I was I was on food stamps, you know, social services, me and my son. Um, and uh, yeah, it really put a lot of stuff in perspective for me, you know. Um, 
So, man, Colonel Baker, hell of a question. Um, yeah, it put a lot of stuff in perspective for me, and it, uh, it really, it really made me realize what's important in life. You know how to prioritize what what you actually, what you're actually doing with yourself. You know what you're doing for your family. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I was going through, I was going through a couple struggles, like you know a lot of people do in this thing. Um, I'm sure you too have your own struggles that y'all dealt with in various points in you guys' career. But yeah, I was uh, homeless for a little bit. You know, uh, got to, you know, I lived in some people's basements and yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I was going through a couple things. But it, it really made me like, you know, laser focused on let's get this back on. Let's let's go back in this thing and get it right. You know, let's 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 do it for real this time. It's not this is not a, a, a play thing. This is people are depending on you. You need this. So yeah, I went through a couple of things, yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a heck of a heck of a story. Mm -hmm. I, I think I appreciate your humility mm -hmm. and sharing that. I, you know, a lot of I think a lot of people you you have this this presence about you that speaks to a lot of life experience. I, good, I mean that in a really good way. That it it comes across as a lot of maturity, and it comes across as um, somebody who has a perspective that's unique and that drives interest and in, you know from a person to to want to know more and, mm. and figure that out and i think a lot of people who have seen adversity in their life i think tend to relate in a little bit of a different way mm. so sometimes sharing that story i, I think it's probably going to be really powerful for somebody that's out there mm. that yeah. um you know that there's a path and it is and it, it's it's not always it's not always easy no. you know, there's, there's just yeah. and this this is like just about almost therapeutic talking to you guys about yeah. this because you know at certain levels like we don't get opportunity to share nobody's asking the chief like you know what's going on with you nobody's asking the colonel like what's happening it's all about like you know that other one so appreciate you asking those type of things that, that, yeah it's yeah. time to rebrand the therapy yeah. the therapeutic debrief <laughs> i don't know i think yeah. i think we got yeah. we're on to something there no, yeah, it's... like it yeah that one's uh man i was man just thinking about that i hadn't thought about something like that did, didn't we talk about it Saturday? I said yeah, you were layered. Yeah, we talked about the layer. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you, you talked to Chief Thompson. He has, and I talk about presence a lot. Like he, I think he's the zenith of presence because you can tell right away he's he's dealt with adversity without yeah. even having to talk about it, and he's relatable. And I think any airman uh, from any walk of life, uh, especially our enlisted folks, I mean, some of us come from some some backgrounds, and uh, and officers too as well. Yeah. But a lot of our ease uh, definitely and. I think right away they can see relatability to you mm -hmm. and your story mm -hmm. and they can trust your words because mm -hmm. you walk the walk. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you know, that's that sometimes we've talked about this idea of what, what we've talked about before on the podcast, which mm -hmm. is lowering, lowering the shield mm -hmm. kind of moments. And especially in your business that mm -hmm. you're in, mm -hmm. it's really, I think particularly hard for, defenders yeah. because of because of the roles and responsibilities that y'all have yeah. so y'all have shields up almost all the time but you bring up a good point mm -hmm. and it's it's not because anybody at this table feels sorry for ourselves mm -hmm. at all yeah. but there's not a lot of opportunity yeah. for folks to yeah. to lower the shield mm -hmm. sometimes and and you know we we have very important roles that Roger. we fill and yeah you know important jobs mm -hmm. across the board mm -hmm. um so there's a time and a place but i mean i think this is probably a time and a place that could be helpful yeah. to a lot of people yeah. because this will get captured and somebody will somebody will listen to yeah. it like, and um it for anything connect. it definitely made me feel good you know 
yeah. just to like talk that through man if it is somebody out there that's got those type of things going on if it's one thing i can say to them is just hey man just keep your feet moving you know like yeah. don't get stagnant you know um you know keep pushing yourself reach out to folks like man like um so like you were talking about earlier with my brother and how close we are like that was my man you know um that was the guy you know he was always asking like what's next what you doing what's mm -hmm. next you know um and uh you know he, he really helped me out of a dark place so yeah, uh, yeah, that's who helped you help help get you through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, man, that dude, man, like, yeah, I hope you don't listen to this, but yeah, he's cool. He's <laughs> he's an all right guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah keep your feet moving. Keep yeah, when he hears yeah. this, he's gonna say, "I knew it." Yeah, like, oh, uh, yeah, he never told me that. <laughs> hey, I, just going off script here for a second, um, and and we haven't done this to any previous folks, just because you're a chief and you you've mentored quite a few uh, airmen, leaders, mm -hmm. officers, uh, which are leaders too. But um, what's your What's one of your feel-good stories? Like oh, yeah. I rebuilt an airman, or you helped somebody through a tough spot. Oh man! Um, so while I was in um, while I was in in um, J Bear, I was uh, previous to this assignment. I was in Minot. Previous to Minot, I was in Alaska, J Bear. And man, I had a, a kid like man, and he was doing like all the wrong stuff for all the right reasons. You know, like uh, you know, he was using his government travel card to go buy his kid diapers, you know, like wrong thing to do, but for the right, re you know, um, that type of deal. And like, uh, you know, sometimes things comes across, across your desk and you like, you know, you looking like, all right, what are we going to do with this one? And not even thinking about the person behind it, you know, man. And this kid like uh, finally got to talk to him to do. He was living out of a travel trailer in Alaska. This is like October, November, going into like crazy season. I was like, man, where's your supervisor? Like, where's your flight? Like, and at this point in time, I'm a senior master sergeant, you know, and so just to take the time, like in this kid, and he was telling me, he, I think he tried to hit me in the heart. He was telling me like, hey, I want to be a dog handling. I'm like, hey, man, oh. he, uh, yeah. I was like, he just saying, you know, you know how they pull on those strings, say something to you like, oh, OK, you're just trying to play. But he was so serious about it. So it, it was um, so, man, Pfeiffer. I'm sorry, not Pfeiffer, Peterson. But actually call him Patterson, like the way it was spelled. It was weird. But um, yeah, he. uh so just helping that kid like hey man you understand like there's plenty of base housing on here you don't have to live in this travel trailer that you renting for like whatever you know uh hey man like uh you want to be a dog and that's a way to do it you, you hadn't said that to your supervisors and no kidding like so um got the guy straightened out and then it was just he was the only one i really just thought about because he after he graduated uh military working dog school he actually reached back out to me and was like hey chief hey i just wanted to let you know like all that stuff you know and i made it and you know it was a." Uh, and so he did a whole little like uh, they do. An, and he was in um, after he became a dog handler, he went to ALS. And that's when he actually reached out to me because he wanted to talk about like uh, our relationship and that type of deal. Oof. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, like, uh, yeah, man, I hope he uh, is, he, fact, I'm is he still out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He was uh, last I knew he was down in uh, I think it was Joint Base San Antonio. He was down in South Texas. I yeah. think Joint Base San Antonio then. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to make sure he hears this. But like, yeah, he, he yeah. really uh, he really did something to me when I, I saw him, like just something when you took an interest in him. You know, and then, uh, you know, got him on the right path, made sure he's like supervision understood which way to go with it. And yeah, now I, like, I feel like those are the stories that, that keep, oh, keep us man. keep us in service now. Like yeah. when you hear that, you're like, we're making a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels good. Like the people, you know. Yeah, I think those are the that's the growing airman component. Yeah. I can't I can't think of anything airman that component. is uh, more powerful than uh, that, that, uh, you know, to, to see somebody thrive and succeed is yeah. just really. Yeah. It's just really, really special. So, yeah. Yeah. man, 
Man, yeah. thanks for sharing. You guys are bringing up yeah. all sorts of memories. Yeah, yeah. we got the debrief. This, yeah. is, the yeah. debrief. this is the fourth one. We're not Man. rookies anymore. Is, we, got, we got all kinds of. neither. And by the way, got... to our listeners, his coffee cup is here. I, I was just about to talk about his coffee cup. Have you seen? You have to show Chief Thompson. Yeah, I showed him through. You did. A little bit of home right there. A little bit of home. See, we've even improved that. Now he does it before the show. Yeah, yeah. Making the best use of the time. But. You mentioned you've been deployed several times. Yeah. Do you have any, let, let's call it happy or just fun stories that are appropriate for the podcast no. to share? Uh-huh. <laughs> great, dis- for the, great disclaimer. Yeah, 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 appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Like, um, you know, uh, I was deployed my very first, no, my second deployment. Um, I was deployed during uh, during 9-11 in Kuwait. I was in, uh, you know, it's not, it's not bad, I promise you. Um, but like... Um, used to be able to travel off base over there like when you're deployed in that but uh then of course after 9 11 lockdown and all that and i just remember uh like uh the guys <laughs> when um everything the dust settled and everything and then uh i remember guys coming back like hey hey because uh i was an nco at the time and i was like uh you could drive off base and i was like hey sergeant thompson we can't go off base i'm like are you are you serious and i had to have like a like a hour-long conversation with this kid about going off base come to find out like the dude had like a wife downtown that ended up getting like left outside the fence or whatever. That we had to like get flown back to the states. And it was I was like, man, what are you thinking, man? Like, uh, but it, I thought that was pretty funny afterwards. But it sounds pretty serious. But like, yeah, he had a, uh, I, was, I couldn't believe it, man. Like he had a wife over there who was going to visit every weekend <laughs> off base, and then if nine eleven happens, and then she's stuck down there in a hotel. I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah, so I don't know if that's funny or not, but it was funny to me afterwards. Like, man, you almost like. Got your wife locked up in Kuwait, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. Um, another thing I wanted to touch base on, and we, we kind of touched on like hard decisions, but I wanted to ask you if there were ever any hard decisions you had to make as a leader um, that have, you know, really made an impression on decisions after that. Mm. You know, that you had to really consider, oh, this event happened. Well, how would you change? How should I change uh, my philosophy in the future, the way I make these decisions in the future? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, man, it was here. Like uh, when I had to give advice to my commander on like that, you know, showing that love, like that, uh, that hard love and uh, to where we had to move on from, uh, uh, move on from uh, some things and, like, uh, that was a hard one. I mean, to where, like, you know, that decision was so hard, man. Like, I wasn't sleeping, you know, um, afterwards. Uh, but it was what was needed. And so, you know, we had to make the hard call. And it, it was made. Um, and if it was one thing that I looked back on, it, I actually had this conversation with my commander earlier. You know, if it was one thing I would look back on, I wish I would have had been better at communication. Like, believe it or not, like, I, you guys, you were saying presence or what? Like, I'm a terrible communicator. Like, um for my first like three or four years in the military as a security force man was, I didn't even talk on the radio. Like I got asked one time, like, Hey man, are you mute? Like, cause I didn't, I didn't speak, you know, until spoken to that type of deal, you know? So, um, it's very hard for me to, it takes a lot of energy for me to communicate. And I just wish I would have had better communication, better relationships, uh, prior to, uh, uh, making that decision. But, uh, you know, the decision at the end of the day was always the right one was the right one, you know, um, could have had gone about it a little bit different, like yeah, communication wise, you know, I was very matter of fact, you know, like this is, this is what needs to happen. This is why it needs to happen. 
Um, you just you just captured the essence of the whole podcast, the whole yeah. debrief piece, right. is which which is when we actually started this. Like the very first thing we mm -hmm. did was, I think, look up the definition of debrief and mm -hmm. it's like figure out what happened, mm -hmm. why it happened, and how we can improve it for next time. Yeah. So I think you just yeah. like yeah. totally yeah. encapsulated yeah. it. Yeah. Like it's my story. my OODA loop, you know, my yeah. orient, observe, decide, and act. But now it's just understand, understand, decide, and act. You know, try to throw communication in there somewhere. You know, I'll say your public speaking is on point. Though. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you have an ops uh, operations group, squadron commander, by name requests you to do the next ALS class just so he can hear you speak yeah. one last time yeah. at yeah. the graduation dinner. Yeah. That, that, I think that says something. Man, those things do it for me. I don't know about you guys, but like, yeah. man, I, I just, you know, young, impressionable. I just want to make sure they understand, like, hey, guys, like, this is serious business, you know? Um, and, and he and, oh, and he wants to brag about the volleyball game. You are so correct. <laughs> yep, uh, I think we're uh, 22 and oh, 22 and one, maybe. I can't, I can't remember. I, you know? I still have not. There has been no follow-up from my yep. implicit, no, my explicit challenge yep. to get the Eagles out there mm -hmm. with the Chiefs mm -hmm. for some volleyball. You know, um, but I understand you got to do the airmen versus chiefs and mm -hmm. y'all need to keep that, mm -hmm. keep the integrity on it. Right. But it's still, the offer still stands. Hey, sir. That, uh, if y'all want to call the Eagles out there, we, ha we have to augment with some, some O fives and get some Lieutenant colonels in there. They may or may not be good. They'll probably be good <laughs> and see what happens. Man, I remember talking to Colonel Rattan about it after that, that day that you threw that out there and she looked up at Chief Swain and this is Colonel Rattan, five foot, I don't even know, but and Chief Swain, six foot, go figure, you know, and uh, and man, Colonel Rattan looked at him and was like, this is not happening. <laughs> if, if you guys can imagine her, she has a strong Boston accent. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It was hilarious. And uh, yeah, uh, she'd be great out yeah, there. She'd, she'd be yeah, digging, yeah. digging them all over oh, the place. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I'm a little hurt. I feel like we were representing all 40 year olds mm -hmm. at this game, not just Chiefs. We were. Like oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the side of the airmen. Y'all beat up on the airmen. Y'all throw the gauntlet down on them. Y'all are the reigning champions. So I'm rooting for the underdogs. Um, I'm, I, I, it plays out every time. Y'all, y'all get up there and you take your trophy, and, mm -hmm. yep. and I defend the airmen. Just, it's just the way it works. We'll yeah. see. Maybe yeah. this next class will. Yeah. We've got a game on Monday. Yeah. Y'all practice, on. don't you? No, not at all. Just show up. Yep. Suspicious. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. We get out of bed like this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no practice for this. This is excellence. Excellence walking. Yeah. Well, the the yeah, I agree with you. The ALS ALSs are just yeah. they're mag they're yeah. magical magical moments. Yeah. Time to yeah. reflect and connect a little bit. Yeah. I would have loved to done that last one. I, man, um, it's just I don't know about you. you guys. Get to speak a lot. You guys get like I mean like I mean, but I don't I don't get those sort of opportunities. So when I do, like man, I'm going to take advantage. I'm going to represent respect yeah. for the Chiefs for senior leaders yeah. on base, man. I'm going to rep, man, and uh, and I'm so serious about those guys understanding like how important of a of, of a of a of a task that they just accomplished, you know, first line supervisor. I know we've all had had one of those very influential ones, yeah. so yeah, I want them to feel it from me. Yeah, it's think, like you don't want to leave anything on the not table. Not at all. You know? uh, yeah, I mean, most critical position in the Air Force, that frontline supervisor. Oh, the backbone. Our staff sergeants. Uh, that's that's who our airmen that just joined their first three or four years. Impressionable mind, mm -hmm. malleable. That's there you go. They don't stay for the chiefs. Yeah, I think they yeah. stay for their. The quality of uh, leadership and training they're getting from that frontline supervisor. Yeah. That's so like I, you I hear you talk about with your squad leader, and mm -hmm. like you were, yeah. you were just hitting on a little bit. Like too, that, that supervisor that yeah yeah yeah. Was driving you, man. It, it'll make or break a unit. 
you know, mm-hmm. like those guys. And I know the Air Force is coming out with a lot of different stuff for, to help supervise those frontline supervisors yeah. out. But like it just starts again. If I could circle back with that, just got to give a damn about those guys. And, mm-hmm. You know, you really got to care about the yeah. person, you know, yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. And it's one thing to say it. It's another yep. to display it. To, to really truth to, yeah. to, to really back it up yeah. and I think there's 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 a lot of folks who are very well intentioned to mean it and are mm-hmm. sincere right about on. it yeah. it's sometimes just hard mm-hmm. to actually demonstrate that to yeah. our airmen you know and that's mm-hmm. why I think to your point like what he's talking about mm-hmm. is not leaving it on the field when you have the opportunity to interact and yeah. engage with them yeah it's like uh um, for security forces like you know all day long those guys they'll just sit out there on the fight line you know going about their day to day. But when that one time that we need those guys to hit it, you need to be on it, you know? So you, those opportunities don't come that often. So when you do have that opportunity, it's time to play ball, you know? So the opportunities that you guys give me to do something like that, it's time to play ball, you know? Um, so, man, I love that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even though, uh, have you played, you didn't play in a lot. I don't think you were here. No, and I'm gonna miss next week too. Are you? I'll be oh, on yeah, I'm going to the- uh, I'm going to the Air Force Academy graduation right. next week. All right, okay. Which I'm excited for. But, yeah. He's uh he's getting a second salute up there, aren't you? Ooh. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah. What yeah. is the second salute? Yeah, it's this uh Michaela Becker, Lieutenant Becker. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, she's about to graduate the Air Force Academy and okay. uh, her her father, my one of my best buddies, Brad Becker, mm-hmm. he'll be her first salute. Retired first sergeant. Oh, yeah. Uh I think I'm gonna be the second salute because mm-hmm. there's other family members going to mm-hmm. with some service, but yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. flattering. Nice. It's yeah. Those things feel good, right? Like you know, just man. I, I remember I did a first salute with uh, down at OTS with a troop. You know, where I said like one thing that I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to do a, a, a OTS package for a guy, and I, I did one for his name's Kyle Grant. He's a uh, second lieutenant still, but uh, undergraduate pilot training out in South Carolina, Shaw, I believe. Him and his wife Whitney, and uh, like I got to get my first salute. Man, it was so cool to go down there. Oh, he was one of your airmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he what was a staff sergeant. What an honor! Yeah. What an honor that is. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. incredible. I was. Traveling in between uh, PCSs, and he called and was like, "Hey, senior, senior at the time, like I'm about to uh, uh, commission OTS. Like, what are you doing? Like, I want to get my first salute to you, get my first salute from you, you know." And I didn't even get to do that with my brother when he went OTS. Mm-hmm. I was deployed, you know. And, uh, yeah, he, um, but uh, that was the first time I got to do that, man. And man, it's nothing like it, man. you know. Like, uh, and I got to, you know, give me chills thinking about it. But like for the longest time, you know, he's staff sergeant senior, and he says, you know, he's steady calling me, you know, senior, and you know, sergeant this point in time i got to salute and call him sir like that did something to me you know like uh salute and say sir to him you know uh that's powerful so uh, it was uh yeah it was was something chance have you had a first salute it's it's always it's some of this luck of the draw yeah so i had my first salute as a chief uh when i was going through central operator school down at randolph air force base a lieutenant was walking by and i think we're inside and he said uh, Chief, would you mind coming out and mm-hmm. be my first salute? And it gave me instantly gave me the chills. Yeah, yeah. I said absolutely. Went yeah. out there, mm-hmm. uh, snapped him a sharp salute. He mm-hmm. saluted me back, and um, he coined me. He gave me his uh, <laughs> the dollar. Yes, yeah, the, the silver, silver dollar. dollar. Yeah. yeah, and it's got his name on it. Like I just looked at mine, and I was yeah. extremely grateful. I think I gave him whatever coin I had. Right, uh, right. So sorry for the previous commander that gave me the, uh, their coin. <laughs> I, I promise I put it to good use, but. I remember you telling you. gifted it? I did. I did. I did. Uh, debrief item for me. I always have some Chiefs coins to, uh, to give these young OTs. But uh, what I was most impressed with was not the silver dollar. It was his, his exuberance and like just zest for life. And I said, yeah. sir, more than you giving me this coin, I appreciate your attitude.
So we're wrapping up, uh, wrapping up the podcast, uh, and Chief Thompson, I I really want to just let you have your moment, uh, give you your closing comments, any anything you'd uh, you'd like to add, uh, just to finish finish it off today. Um, man, like first off, you know the obligatory got a hey, thanks to the command team for inviting me out for this one, um, and. Uh, I hope I can convey my message well with, with, with everyone, but, um, man, if it's anything I could say to you guys, if, if you're wondering about, you know, you know, you asked a question about leadership philosophies and, and all those sorts of things. And man, uh, like, uh, one of the biggest things I, I will tell a, a few things I'll tell you guys is like your attitude, man, it means everything. Like, um, you know, sometimes you just can't control how things happen to you. Right. Like I couldn't control like some of the stuff that happens to me, like, but you can't control how you react to things, man. I, I think that's been said a lot, but man, it, it is it is so profound to understand like how much you really can do yourself just by having a great attitude about things. And then, uh, in comfort zone, like don't be scared to try nothing. You know, don't don't be don't be scared to try. You know, um, sometimes you make a mistake, and you have to get up and like get dust off by your command chief and say like, hey man, you missed the mark on that one. Let's get back at it. But don't be scared to try, because man, folks are just sitting in their comfort zone all day long and. Like, uh, I think I was, I was talking about you one time. I was like, uh, man, if Flores, uh, Chief Flores was here, like, I would say something like, you know, if uh, you, you steady just run a 10-minute mile, you'll never get better, you know? Like, uh, so you got to get outside that comfort zone and push yourself, man. So, uh, um, yeah, so those two things r- really mean a lot to me. Like, always always having the guts to try something different, getting outside of your comfort zone and having a good attitude about it, you know? Um, so, yeah, um, man, those are my big big things that I want to make sure everybody understand, you know? Um. And, uh, I mean, just before I go over to the command team for their closing comments, any shout outs you want to give? Hey, I got man, I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out to my number one fan. <laughs> well, my wife, Chief Master Sergeant Kristen Thompson. Yeah. Me, Chief Master Sergeant Thompson. Uh, hey, the, pre- the, the, the original Pegasus Chief. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Started it out. She yeah. Is. Yeah. A uh, big shout out to the wife. She's my, my number one supporter. I'm her number one fan as well. And um, like, you know, you got to have a good wingman. And then, of course, like, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Gary Q. Tom, he just took his first command. I don't know if I told you guys. Mm-hmm. He just took his first command uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe about a month ago or so down there at Warner Robins, Georgia. Yeah. So uh, a yeah, big shout out to him. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Gary, if you're listening, man, hey, hey uh, get ready. I'm coming down there in about a week or so, man. Fire up the grill. Like, we smoke meats and all that other stuff. And like, Talk about who's the best at that, but like, yeah, I'll be waiting on those ribs, man. Yeah, but yeah, huge shout out to those guys, and of course, man, like, while I got the mic, my family, man, my my mom, dad, like, uh, I don't get an opportunity to say you know much about them too, but man, God, man, um, like, I don't think they understand how much they do, did for my brother and I. Um, yeah, so mom, dad, if you guys listening, man, I just want to pass on my appreciation for how y'all brought us up. Yeah, what y'all continue to do for our family, man. So, like, yeah, thanks for asking that. Like, yeah, huge shout out to those guys. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be proud of you. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of proud people in, yeah. in Arkansas yeah. and in your family, too. That's pretty clear. You know, so our, our viewers, our listeners, sorry, are, are pretty savvy. I'm sure they're like wondering, did we skip a tier? Right? Yeah. Because we went Airman NCO. She was technically test. our <laughs> senior NCO Corps, but. Uh, there's we a reason the why we went all the way up. Uh, yeah. Chief Thompson, I mean, mm-hmm. we've known him for almost a year, but he's leading mm-hmm. us uh, to to different pastures. I want to say greener, different pastures. <laughs> yeah. Down in Maxwell yeah. um, and handle business down there. But we could not have let him leave without being on the podcast. And 
and I can spot off a whole bunch of things, but I think you, you, a lot of folks will be able to walk away with a ton of superlatives just by hearing uh, your story and your leadership philosophy and some of the things you stand for. I think that's going to be powerful enough for them to hear. So thank you, uh, Chief Brother. Uh, for delivering right. as, as we knew you would uh, on this. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to walk away with a lot of good things from this. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think it's going to really come through in the podcast, the, the presence you have, the life experiences you have, the adversity that you've been through. Yeah. It's remarkable where you're at and the way you lead airmen. It puts you in a very special place to lead from a, from a very special place. Yeah. So yeah, this has been, this has been perfect to, to go right to the chief we went senior nco core but yeah we had to get you in here yeah. before you go wheels up and get down to maxwell but we we appreciate you we appreciate what the, what the defenders bring to the fight you know this guy's lived it um, i've had the privilege to to lead some of y'all before but every day from from me to y'all and from us to y'all is is a privilege to serve with y'all here and it's been pretty clear throughout the whole this whole podcast is that's where your heart's at. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're serving your team, and man, I'm all in, sir. You're all like, in, uh, uh, and and the airmen recognize that, and and that's what they'll they'll probably follow you to hell and back. Yeah, let's do it. So that's yeah. why we pulled you up yeah. there and count us in too. I think yeah. Airman Jans is thinking about putting in a cross training package <laughs> to be a defender. Yep. Maxwell, like I want yeah. leaders like this. Yeah. We'll, so, see. Let's, we'll see. Let's bring it, man. Yeah. Make I, sure you hydrate. I know. I know. Altus <laughs> is uh, definitely losing a good chief, and Maxwell good. is gaining a, a great one. Uh, so, uh, again, I don't think we can preach it enough. Thank you very much for coming on and sharing with us your life experience mm -hmm. and your stories. Um, if we, just thank you. Hey, you know, and and best of luck at Maxwell, safe travels, um, and thanks command team as always. Uh, I think that is a wrap for episode four, number four in the book debrief podcast. Uh, thanks guys. Cool. Here here. Thanks, cool. Thanks team. All right.